Hello and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for uh, May 2nd, 2019. This is episode number 20. Um, It's been actually over two weeks since the last episode. So we have a lot to cover, I guess. Um, Anyway, I'm sitting in my favorite chair here in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. I think I'm the only person that's awake in the apartment right now, but I have no idea. I was out a bit uh, earlier tonight after work. I went to a event on 36th Street between 5th and Madison at a place called The Ginger Man. Um, that was a lot of fun. And then I went to Dumbo to Randolph and then um, 68J Street with my friend and bandmate Gabe, who I don't think listens to this, but he very much knows that it exists and always tells people to listen to my podcast. He never listens, but that is totally all right. Um, because the point of this podcast is not for people to listen to it, um, or at least to accumulate listeners. It's just to, like, do a thing. Um, actually, speaking of that, I was listening today to either this week's or last week's, because I listened to both, episode of um, Rick Webb's uh, Web Chat and Report, where he talks about how, like, is is like doing a sort of, like, life-logging podcast um, therapy. It, it very much is for me, because... I realize that when I do it, I feel great afterwards, just like, say, working out or um, like when I used to go to a therapist a few years ago before he got sick. (laughs) Um, I used to love walking out of there. I was like, I always felt great. Um, So, uh, yeah, I feel feel good doing this. Um, So, anyway, I'm just doing this for, like, I guess myself. It's kind of weird to think to think that anyway so yeah I was at um, the Ginger Man in Midtown earlier and then I was at uh, Randolph in Dumbo and then um, the old classic 68J Street bar Um, 68J Street is such an interesting address in Dumbo which local people will know that it is but you know it's kind of like the main address for this huge building that takes up an entire large city block in the basement of musicians will know is like all the salt lands um, or salt mines, I should say, all these practice bases, and um, there's also the salt salt lands um, um, recording studio. And then you know I don't know exactly who owns the salt lands, but like Steve Salet and others. Steve also owns like Reservoir uh, Studio in Midtown. Whole lot of stuff going on 68J. My drums are in 68J up on the fourth floor at Josh Kaufman's studio. My Blue Gretches, um, the Gretsch drums. My Ludwigs, of course, are down here in my basement. Anyway, so that's where I've just come from. It was a good good night just like talking to um, my old Taka Taka bandmate, Gabe. He is getting married again, which is going to be great. Um, he's going to get married this summer. For the second time, I was at the first one too, and (laughs) that was great, and I'm sure this one will be great too, and sometimes that's how life goes, so excited about that. Anyway, so what's going on the last two weeks? Um, We went to Cincinnati. Originally, I meant to go by myself, but then Julie wanted to go because, like, it coincided with, like, the second school break here in New York State, or New York City at least, and why shouldn't they come if... um, you know, there's no school. So they came along and, um, went really well. 
Well, actually, it didn't. What am I saying? Oliver was sick from the um, second he landed. Basically, the second he landed, which was the evening of Saturday. We got home. Um, all of a sudden, he wasn't eating at all, which is, you know, it's a long travel day, so I'm just going to go get, like, fast food. So we got Wendy's. He wouldn't even eat the French fries, which is a clear sign that something was up. And... Um, he sort of like slept in the same bed with me and he tossed and turned all night, which means I did too. So he woke up with a fever and he was had a fever basically almost every day. Um, he was in Cincinnati, which is a bummer for him and for me and for Julie because it put her in a bad mood and um, bummer for my parents because they're very old um, and... We didn't really want to put Oliver near my dad, especially who's 93. So basically the entire trip was like a bust <laughs> in many ways, except that like um, Oliver got to enjoy hanging out at my parents' house, which he loves for some crazy reason, which I don't know, but I love that he loves it, but I don't know why he loves it so much, but he does. Um, he's clearly my son, I guess, and... Um, the highlight of the whole Cincinnati trip was um, going to the Reds game on Tuesday night. Where, um, it was the um, game one of three against the Braves. And the cool part was that randomly, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this in the last podcast, but um, but um, my first cousin once removed, which means my the, the son, one of the sons of my um, first cousin in Mexico, um, he randomly moved from Guadalajara to Cincinnati. He was hired by Kroger, which is the the big um, uh, Midwestern grocery chain based in Cincinnati um, to do some sort of software development. And he's like 27 years old and he's very much a 27-year-old. And I mean that in the best way, but just kind of like wide-eyed and fun and, you know, speaks English very well, but it's clearly not his first language, and he's just happy to be in Cincinnati. He told me that he hopes to live there, quote-unquote, forever, and I think he means just like, you know, he wants to work there for a long time, which is great. Anyway, it's really interesting to, like, meet meet family that you've never met before, um, and they're not, say, a baby that was just born. Like, it's like, oh, hello, family member who is a complete grown adult, um... But he was so cool. He was great. And I can't wait to see him again the next time I go to Cincinnati. And I can't believe he's like someone that's just there. It's like um, really like um, it's kind of heartwarming. Like it's not like we went overboard trying to get to know each other when we were there at the ball game. We we're just like hanging out, like kind of talking. And it was really nice. Anyways, great. His name's Alex, by the way, which is funny because... My sister has two kids there, and the two kids are Colin and Alex. So there's now two Alexes that are bizarrely in our family in Cincinnati. Um, I guess that's just the way it is. Um, let's see. Looking at my notes here, what 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 else happened? Um, so yeah, Cincinnati was kind of a bust. Um, we flew United, which is weird. Usually I like to fly Delta because I'm just a long-time Delta person, Delta miles. But we flew United because it was so much cheaper, meaning we had to take a car to um, Newark, 
New York's an interesting place. Um, I do like Terminal um, 3, I think it is they call it, or is it C? Um, but basically the um, United slash former Continental Terminal. The only thing is, um, A, it's a little far for people that live in Brooklyn, I guess. But um, also, like, it seems like going through security took a long time at Newark, um, longer than normal. And um, I mean, I hesitate to, like, declare officially that it was, like, not great at Newark, but um, because I'm always on board with like airports and giving them benefit of the doubt but it seems like Newark was quite a like process um, I'm not sure anyway it was interesting to be at Newark I do love like large terminals like large hubs I love seeing like all of so many of the same airplane same airline you know pretty cool um, Oliver really was not into Newark basically because he's like always been told about JFK and LaGuardia so when we told him there was actually a third New York airport and we're going there, he was not interested, which was pretty funny. Um, but anyway, so we had a good good flight to Cincinnati, good flight back mostly. Um, but yeah, I would say it was not one of the not one of our great trips to Cincinnati. Certainly not one of my great trips. Like, um, yeah, when you have a kid that's sick most of the time, and then like you have like a partner <laughs> who's the mother of the kid who is like also not happy because the kid is not happy it was just like not great and you have a 93 year old father who really shouldn't be around any of these sick people not a great trip um but anyway all saved by um meeting my new first cousin once removed alex and hanging out with my um cincinnati pals pete and roth um always a pleasure to see them and it's just like it's kind of great and like you know I didn't grow up with them but I've met them you know in Cincinnati in the last you know my adult life going back and um you know they're I think they're great people and they like they've become like very close friends of mine I'm very glad they're there and so like um it's always like makes me feel good to like go go home and see them um so that was the trip to Cincinnati. Uh, what else happened? Uh, got back to the neighborhood here in Brooklyn. Uh, over the weekend, I went to Folk's Beer for the first time in like quite a while, um, even though I've had their beer. Um, but I haven't been to the actual Folk's Beer brewery in a long time, which is here in the neighborhood in Carroll Gardens. Uh, my friend Andrew Krukoff was out with um, his friend, my friend too, I guess, Julie um, um, not my wife, Julie, another Julie, and we just had a good time and went out and I was like, it was fun. It was nice to be at, at Folk's Beer. They close early, but, um, we went to mini bar on Court Street after I had the new threes, uh, brewing beer, which I can't remember what it's called right now. And I can't look at it on my phone cause I'm recording on my phone, but, um, good something or something. It was, anyway, it was so good. Oh, threes beer. Oh my gosh. Always great. Um, Anyway, looking at my notes here, that's kind of like, is that all I really did this week? I guess so. I guess the other thing I want to talk about is um, I'm going on a cruise, which I'm not excited about. Basically, the only cruise I've ever been on, except I was on one when I was two years old. But we're going to Alaska, doing an Alaskan cruise from like Whittier, Alaska to um, 
Vancouver, BC in August. I guess I'm going to buy an Alaska Lonely Planet book because I love buying travel books whenever I travel. Um, my friend Kevin said he went on an Alaskan cruise once when he was a teenager and he said it's all, it's the only cruise he would ever even possibly um, recommend. And I trust Kevin because he seems to not like anything. So if he even possibly recommends it, I know it's going to be okay and I can figure out something. So yeah, I've been thinking about this Alaska trip that's going to happen in the late summer. Um, let's see, what else did I do this week? The normal, just like going to work and coming home. And like um, once in a while, I go to my local bar, Bar Great Harry. And went a couple of times in the past few weeks. Um, I went with my friend Micah, who's, it's always great to just sit there and talk to him and just like, feel like just talking to like an adult when I talk to him. Um, my friend Eric Michelson, my brother-in-law Drew and I met him and his, and um, Eric and his um, adorable um, toddler, Margot, came and she was really into the pinball. That was cool. There's Iron Maiden pinball there. Um, the other day I met my friend Kara and uh, we talked about um, her trip to Athens and her awesome new podcast where she's going to interview people and she might be interviewing somebody very awesome from Athens, which was which is great, so we'll see if it happens, and I'm sure it will, and I'm sure it's going to be awesome because Kara is awesome. So I think that's all basically. Oh, and I guess I'll, I'll talk about tonight, which is like, well, I kind of did Ginger Man and like Randolph and anything, but yeah. Um, oh, I heard one other thing, which I shouldn't really say, so I won't, I won't say the people, but I heard a friend of mine is possibly expecting and... Um, which is very exciting, and I'm not going to say anything, but apparently, like, um, I was invoked as a reason to have a child and also stay in Brooklyn and not go somewhere else, so I'm very excited about that. I'm very proud of it, because, yeah, you know, I think it's fun to, like, have a kid in the city, and, you know, I think kids get, like, you know, um, they learn a lot here, so we'll see. Anyway, moving on to music. I saw one gig this week, Bruce Hornsby, a longtime hero of mine. You know, everyone knows Bruce Hornsby from the way it is, 1986-87 hit, and he had a bunch of other hits. Um, um, even those songs were kind of slick for him, you know, I think he thought back then. He's had a crazy career. He joined the Grateful Dead from um, the fall of 1990 through the spring of 1992. Um, and he did a lot of other stuff. Anyway... He kind of goes all over the place. He plays, you know, box Goldberg variations. He plays jazz. He's played with Jack DeJohnette, including famously on the first song of the, his incredible new record. He does a lot of things. Anyway, his new album, Absolute Zero, is in, at, it is just fantastic. It is, I think, album of the year um, sort of like level and... I think he knows it too, and I think like whoever his publicists are, they kind of been pushing it. Um, he you know, he was on like this record was like on NPR. It's it, it's kind of like appearing, you know, in all of the places that like you expect like these buzzed about records to appear, which is great for him. Um, so I'm psyched he's doing it. There's like Justin Vernon, of course, is on a couple of tracks from Bon Iver because Justin Vernon like idolizes Bruce Hornsby as he should. Um, from what I can tell, my friend Brad Cook, um, who is someone I played with at Eau Claire on the Day of the Dead thing, he's on it too. Um, 
Brad is kind of like all over the place. Um, anyway, that was great. Turning to music, I actually like, I went with, um, oh, I should say, I went with Scott Lapatine, my old friend who's the founder and editor-in-chief of Stereo Gum and a, most importantly, fellow longtime Bruce Hornsby fan. Um, also, uh, Andrew Krukoff was there, who's like these days basically, thankfully, just like a ubiquitous person in any heady New York scene as he should be, and it was great. The three of us hung out. Um, what else did I listen to? Kevin Morvey's new record, um, which features a lot of friends on it. Um, Sam Cohen, Andy Nero, Nick Kinsey. Great, great record. Anyway, Kevin Morby, oh my God. Um, listened to the new Craig Finn record, I Need a New War, which is great. I heard the whole record, you know, for the first time when um, I went to that show at the Murmur Theater in Prospect Heights back in January where he played the whole record with the We All Want the Same Things band, which includes Josh Kaufman, Annie Nero, John Shaw, Joe Russo, um, some others. Anyway, great record. Listen to Josh Ritter album, which I think was done with the 400 unit. Jason Isbell produced it. Um, Josh Ritter is pretty interesting because he wrote all the songs, uh, or he wrote like a lot of the music of the Bob Weir record that I'm on barely thanks to Josh Kaufman. Josh Kaufman um, is, you know, big weird person, also like a longtime Josh Ritter guitarist. Um, Josh Ritter uh, record was pretty good, pretty good. Um, feel like a couple of songs on the last records like jumped out at me more, but maybe that's because I'm just a poser and I like hit songs. I don't know. Um, but the Josh Ritter record was great. Um, I finally listened to the Cass McCombs record from a few months ago, and it's really good, too. Um, in terms of singles, Bruce Springsteen has a new single called um, Happy Something. Can't remember right now. I can't look it up because um, I'm talking in my phone. But um, it's from his new album coming up called Western Stars. It's, it's one. It's like clearly one of his Tom Joad or whatever, like solo Western albums, but seems to be like kind of somewhat produced in a Nashville way. Um, I loved it, loved it. And it seemed like people loved it too. Like, um, and I listened to the Taylor Swift thing, which seems pretty bad, but I'm not the best person to talk about Taylor Swift. Um, Moving on to, I guess, reading media uh, for books. I started reading this book that I found for free at the free shelf at work a few, um, well, I guess 18 months ago or so, called Every Song Ever by Ben Ratliff, who's a um, New York Times music critic. Every chapter is sort of like a weird thing where it's like talks about some sort of like, you know, huge, like sort of philosophical overbearing kind of thing, like, quietness or a single note or um being slow um and it started off slow the book but it's kind of picked up in the middle I'm, i'll probably finish it in the next day or so but it's not a very long book it's like 190 pages but it picks up and it's great like um it picks up in the sense that like yeah you start to really like come into like understanding like what he talks about in terms of like yeah here's some like Here's this, you know, meaning like he sort of built this like framework for philosophically um, analyzing, but more importantly, just casually discussing music. And he does a good job, but it took a while to get into it. But um, overall, I recommend the book, um, Every Song Ever by Ben Ratliff. Um, I was going to say like 
been thinking about magazines lately, like actual physical print magazines, because I like like holding magazines and reading it. So back in January, I may have mentioned this, but I um I mailed in literally like um a renewal to like get Cincinnati magazine. It turns out I've gotten two issues so far, which is great. And also in the past couple of weeks I've been reading these like digitally like wired magazine articles, which are great, like fantastic articles. And they are, um, <laughs> I've been seeing these overlays literally that, that pop up on the screen as I read the article, but saying, hey, you know, subscribe to Wired for one year, 12 months, $5 for like digital and print. And hey, it sounds good to me. I actually did it. And I know that I, I went and read the fine print and it turns out that like, you know, the annual subscription is something like $40. So I set up several Google Calendar alerts as well as like, you know, forwarded the email to my main email inbox, whatever. So I won't miss any like, you know, automatic like auto subscribe and get screwed. But, um, you know, I'm happy to support Wired for five bucks. I would have paid more. But um, anyway, trying to get back into um, some print magazines. And I guess that's it. Looking at this. Oh. I guess I could talk about beer. Um, didn't really drink anything too interesting. I drank the usual suspects in Cincinnati, like Rheingeist, Mad Tree, Braxton. Um, at Great American Ballpark, they did have a draft-only, ballpark-only Rheingeist beer called Throwing Bases. It was like, seems like it was an IPA. It was definitely IPA, but like it was almost like close to a session IPA, but basically just an IPA. But anyway, Rheingeist Throwing Bases was pretty good. Um, I guess that's it. Looks like um, this is still successfully recording on the phone. I hope it sounds okay. Um, I still got to find some like USB mini B cables so I can go back to using the um, Blue Yeti microphone, which I know sounds better than anything. Um, anyway, I guess that's it. I turned down going to the Mets and Reds today, but you know what? I was gonna take it. I was thinking of taking a personal day at the last minute to go to this ball game, but I just didn't feel like it. Meaning, like I felt like just had too much work to do. I just felt like had to do work, couldn't spend the money. But one of these days, I'm gonna take an afternoon and go to the Mets game this summer um, to make up for last year when I went to a day. I took the day off and I went to a Mets game, and it was the coldest day of the summer, and it rained all day, and it was not fun. But um, I want to get a nice summer ball game in. Anyway, I guess that's it. If anyone's still listening, it's um, the Conrad Life Report, episode number 20, uh, sitting in my favorite chair near the window in Carroll Gardens. It's May 2nd, uh, Thursday, and I guess that's it. Thanks for listening. See you next time.